of Director Showcase. I'm B-Movie Paul. And I'm Phantom Dark Dave. And as we conclude David Cronenberg Month, we will be taking a look at, at the sci-fi horror film Rabbit from 1977. Since it's the end of the month, after this review, we will each be ranking what we think are the top best films by David Cronenberg, the films that we think stand above the rest. So without further ado, let's begin. So Dave, what did you think of Rabbit? I am a big fan of Rabid, but you should have seen that coming with me being a fan of the 70s horror genre. Yeah, there's definitely um, a lot to appreciate in this one, to say the least. Yeah, I love the raw nostalgia of the 70s, man. It, um, just the whole groove to it, you know, the clothing, the, the camera styles, the backgrounds, everything that made the 70s cool, I think is represented in this film. Oh yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. So um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting twist to um, what was essentially a zombie movie. I'm not really particularly the biggest zombie movie fan, but you know this one was kind of interesting. And what I liked about it was the fact that I felt like the government and society in general actually handled it relatively well. It wasn't like, oh no, zombies, well, I guess society's over, let's just give up. You know, they actually, like, scientifically handled it and kind of got everything under control. So I'm like, you know, good for this universe. It's not like 99% of every other zombie universe. Yeah, that's where we agree, man. I'm also not a huge zombie buff. I, I appreciate the classic zombie films, but... I, I'm not really into the horde of zombies, so the one thing I liked about this movie is that you were getting attacked by a town of zombies. You, it was always a one-on-one -on -one scenario. There was a an outcome that you could potentially win, um, but you just didn't see it coming. And the awkwardness that David Cronenberg used of how it's not your traditional neck-biting zombie, and I love that. So the fact that it it had some of the tropes of a zombie film, but he had his own personal twist on it. I think really in improved the film. Definitely. Yeah. One of the things I liked about it was there's, there's this great scene where there's a, where there's a bunch of people in a subway and just zombies start attacking people. And that was legitimately scary because it's like, just no one knew what was going on. It's like, you can kind of see like in real life, people just getting attacked in a subway because it happens all the time. But as the fact that they were actually like rabid zombies was kind of a cool twist on that. I, th I definitely think they handled that quite well. 
Yeah, and I'm really big on how movies open up. And as we had reviewed recently uh, on Scanners, I mean, 13 minutes into that movie, that thing's already going. You already see the main head explosion. So um, I know this one is the earliest of the films that we reviewed from 77, right? Um, but man, I love how it starts out and it shows the couple on the murder cycle and, you know, they're cruising along. You get that like easy rider feeling. Everything's cool. You know, they're just touring the countryside and then you have the family in the van and you got the kids complaining and they're got the guy with the map and everything's just kind of chaotic and the van stalls. And then sure enough that the motorcycle crashes right into the van you know, and the guy and the girl just go flipping off that thing, and he just kind of goes out of the picture. He, like, tumbles through the grass. Who knows where he went? But the poor poor girl, um, who becomes our main character in the movie named Rose, she gets trapped under the motorcycle, and then it blows up. It catches on fire, and oh, so yeah. she's just trapped under there. And she doesn't get burnt alive somehow, surprisingly, right? But she definitely goes into a state of shock, and she remains there for about a month. And so you have her boyfriend, who's just like beating himself up daily, you know, feeling the amazing guilt trip that he put her in that situation. And he doesn't know if she's going to wake up from it. And if she does, what state she's going to be in. And I was really engulfed in that plot line. Same here. Like I thought it was, um, it was definitely well done. And yeah, I, I definitely felt bad for her because she's, she's definitely evil throughout this film, but she's very sympathetic like um you don't i don't get the impression that she would have done all the things she did had she not gotten into that accident which you know somehow turned her into a zombie or I, it's not even a zombie she's like got her full faculty she's more like a vampire and turns people into ghouls except she doesn't have the cool vampire powers or anything like that it was um definitely a unique experience i'll say that much yeah, we might as well go ahead and get into it right now since we've alluded so much on how they're like zombies, but they're not zombies. So like Paul said, she doesn't have fangs from her mouth. She has this little gaping hole in her armpit, and it kind of serves like a little – almost like a tongue or a drill or something. It just impales the victims and drains and eats the blood. It's really Cronenbergish because there you go. There's your body horror. You see you know, the vast amount of blood pouring out and, and stuff. Um but that's another thing I really liked is I, I didn't see it coming. And then, I, you know, you see it the first time. It's like, man, that was so unique. I want to see it again, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. What did you think of the um, of the acting in this film? It was completely passable for me. I mean, I, I don't have any nitpicks on, on anybody in particular. Um, the cool thing is there's a lot of death scenes in the movie. So anybody that might have been not so good at acting, they weren't in the picture too long. Uh, but I felt that uh, our main character, Rose, served as a perfect main character. I, I followed her throughout. Uh, I thought her boyfriend did a good job. Uh, I liked all the scientists and doctors um, involved. If I had to – okay. <laughs> If I had to pick one person that kind of got under my skin, it was the farmer. Do you remember the scene with the uh, the farmer when she like kind of strolls into that barn when she still doesn't know what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. So basically, you know, she escapes from the hospital, and she's kind of on the loose, and the closest house has a barn. So she goes in the barn, and she kind of goes over, and she's like stroking the animals and kind of laying her head on them. And... Um, 
the farmer comes in because all he knows is something or someone just went into his barn. And so he's in there and he's plastered drunk and he sees her. And I guess immediately he thinks, I'm going to get lucky because there's a girl in my barn. Woohoo. And uh, yeah, if, I mean, if you want to die, you did get lucky because you got killed. Oh, yeah, that that didn't plan out well. And I, I, I didn't feel bad for him in the least. So I um. I, I, that was a pretty satisfying um it, like death. I mean, I felt bad for a lot of the people who were killed, but he was not one of them to say the least. Yeah, I um I really liked the scene with the hot tub. Uh, that where was, that was a fun scene. Yeah, I think she was she a fellow scientist or something. I think so. I um... she was definitely a coworker. She was involved. And, um, yeah, she was just, she was resting in the tub. She was taking it easy. It was like a sauna tub, you know, she was by herself. And then our main character walks in and then she's like, oh, I did, you know, let me get out of the tub. She's like, no, why don't you just stay? And I'm like, uh oh, brown chicken, brown cow. Um, and, and by that, I mean, my armpit's going to eat you, of course. Yeah. Oh, one interesting thing about, um, about the main actress Marilyn Chambers is did you know she's actually before this she was a porn star I did because whenever um <laughs> I'm like oh yeah I did I got like all of them no um I know because they advertise it like starring Marilyn Chambers I'm like I don't know who that is but they're really promoting the heck out of her and then of course I looked up her IMDb and I'm like people have seen a lot of her okay I know what this is now but um you know you wouldn't get that from this movie because she did a, a pretty good job. She's a solid actress in this. Um, but at certain scenes, she does kind of show a little here and there. So I guess with her being okay to that, that kind of helped her in her getting the role. You know, you got to be open-minded. No problem. I'm Marilyn Chambers. I can do anything. Oh, yeah. But um, she she had the look, you know? Like she had that, that blonde, brunette, 1970s, cute cheerleader slash mature woman look, you know? And... Um, it carried well through the film because it, it made her get victims very easily. Oh, most definitely. And um, one of the things with that was the fact that, you know, she's 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 naked through a good portion of it. Like, I remember um, when she's in the hospital, she's just, like, there showing it all. I'm like, well, that was unexpected, you know. I mean, I wasn't expecting – I was expecting something, but she's just – yeah, she's exposing it all. I'm like, well – good for her i mean i'm I'm not complaining about the scene yeah and if i'm not mistaken i know we said that she killed that farmer but he actually he comes into a diner later and his eyes missing right is that the same character you know i think it might have been yeah i, I guess kind of yeah he did but yeah i mean i guess you could survive and i come in i guess the way it comes out is what matters the most right but yeah there, there's scenes where um, farmer comes into the diner and he's got one eye because he takes off his sunglasses. Um, and I'll tell you one thing I noticed. This is not too important, but you know they're driving all these um, older vehicles in the movie, right? And I noticed everybody kept putting their coffee on the dashboard. Does their car not have cup holders? I'm Appar- just saying. Like, yeah, apparently not. Like, I thought that was kind of weird, but <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of like a driving instructor. <laughs> yeah. It was- Definitely an interesting film. Um, I I definitely thought it was weird that it was the whole vampire zombie thing was from her armpit. 
I thought that was very odd, and I I can't exactly say I thought that was a great choice because it just came off as kind of dumb. But I mean, you know, it didn't ruin the film. It was just kind of basically a lot of the deaths were her hugging people to death or till they're zombified, and I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. Um. Do you remember the scene? I think it was like a surgery scene with a mad surgeon. I uh, think that he like goes crazy and he starts like cutting the fingers off the nurse that was helping him. Yeah, that was real weird. That was weird because he's like, we're going to try something here that's never been done. <laughs> Chop your fingers off. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? It's definitely the weirdest hospital I've ever seen. Not one I would ever um, go to for even any kind of routine surgery, so... Yeah, and I think he, like, even drinks the blood out of it, like, just tries to catch it in the air like it's a blood fountain, and there's, like, egg yolk pouring from the eyes. I mean, it's really strange. Oh, yeah, definitely um, unusual. Um, you know what was funny is, um, you know, our main character, Rose, she's hitchhiking, right? And she's kind of killing people that pick her up, and this truck driver picks her up, and I think it's hilarious because you're like, okay, is he going to be a cool guy or is he going to be a douche? Either way, he's probably going to die. So I won't invest too much care for him. So they're driving, and he's like a really nice guy, and then he offers something to eat. And, I, dude, it's so funny how he describes it. He's like, you hungry? You want a sandwich? Eat this. It's good for you. She's like, what is it? It's steak on a bun. <laughs> well, who calls it steak on a bun? Yeah, somebody down south, I guess. But uh, that that steak on a bun didn't save his life. She still ended up killing him. And you had some pretty cool little car chase scenes. You know, the car's falling off the road in the overpass and getting hit by semi trucks and stuff. There's a little, there's some mild action in there. Oh, definitely. There were definitely some cool scenes in this. Can't um, definitely can't deny that. But um, yeah. Did you notice that she went to a movie theater and saw a movie called Models for Pleasure? I did. Um, I actually noticed that only after I um, I found out that she was actually a porn star. I'm like, okay, that, that's pretty funny. What if she was watching her own movie? That would have been really funny. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, she might have been. I, I didn't really look up her IMDb too much, so her uh, filmography. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. You know what was really cool about that scene? Um, when she leaves the theater... And she's walking down the pavement. You see some of the movie posters. Did you see they had the 1976 Carrie poster right there? That stood I out did, for me. Yeah, that, that that's was so pretty cool. cool. I was I definitely appreciated that. Yeah. So, but I know you know as we get towards the the end of the movie, you know she's gone on a murdering spree and she's doing it because she's feeding. She she can't control it. Like Paul said, she's. She, you know, it's not how she normally is. She's a nice person, but she's got the urge. She's got the rage. And um, there's this weird scene where the station wagon's, like, trying to get to her. And the construction workers, remember that, have, like, a jackhammer? And they just, like, plow through the door, and they're killing the people in there. And you're like, I don't even think they're zombies. What's going on here? Yeah, I definitely feel like that whole thing could have been taken care of better. I mean, I've... I've definitely seen zombie situations handled much worse but you know i feel like they could have done a little bit better and there's a scene um in the mall where they're like trying to <laughs> catch her and 
they like open fire and, and this is a christmas movie by the way guys like there's not a lot but it's christmas time because there's a mall santa and he gets shot up because he's in the way so those poor kids see their santa claus die that stood out merry christmas kids that's right don't worry he wasn't the real santa <laughs> but um you know a few more people get killed and it gets down to the end where rose ends up going to the only place that she can call home which is with her her roommate her friend and um, she ends up killing her. And at that point, she calls her boyfriend crying. And her boyfriend comes over and gets in a struggle. And poor boyfriend goes stumbling down the stairs and gets knocked out for a little while. And then uh, you want to tell him how it ends? Um, basically, um, if I remember correctly, her boyfriend ends up killing her. Um, was it her boyfriend who killed her? I think I think the um, the boyfriend attempted to kill her, but it was that that random guy who was trying to catch her all along she that ended up it, yeah yeah she turned him into a vampire zombie arm whatever kind of guy and yeah. then uh she just didn't fight it no more and the ending is so just depressing is she's just discarded like literally in a pile of trash and you can see her get like and you get and you see her get taken away and she's just yeah, she's just taken away and removed like trash, and it was really kind of kind of screwed up, but you know, seemed oddly fitting. See, I really liked it because um, the town it was kind of like going on shutdown mode. Like you said, the government was trying to handle it, almost like a chemical spill, and that involved a whole bunch of giant dumpster trucks driving around with people in their full Breaking Bad suits and rifles i mean i was like you know something's going down but needless to say in the end they bagged her up and took her and that's the end of that oh yeah there was no more to be had the little zombie crisis kind of ended after her death i think yep that was it once she died they were like no more porn star no more movie (laughs) yeah so overall if you had to rank this film what would you give it i love this movie i give it an eight I gave it a 7 out of 10, um, pretty close, um, I mean, it is still a zombie movie, it had some unique plots to it, like, um, unique twists to it, but I overall enjoyed it, I thought it was well made, but, you know, I, I can't really see myself seeing it again, and, I don't know, it was, it was fun, but not my favorite of the Cronenberg films. So, with that being said... You want to start off tonight by telling us what your top five favorite Cronenberg films are? I suppose I may as well. So for number five, I picked Dead Zone. I think the idea of the movie was better than the actual execution of it. Like, it starts off off cool, this guy, you know, after being in a coma for five years, he gains the ability to find out how people are going to die or how they died, and he works with the police, and then there's... It, like deviates to this weird plot where this guy, this evil guy, wants to like nuke the nuke some other country, and he's kind of lost the plot after a while. However, it did star Christopher Watkins, and that is always awesome. For number four, I picked Scanners. Like while the best parts of the film were definitely the beginning and the end, it kind of dragged on for a while, but. It did, however, remind me of various different Philip K. Dick books books kind of put together, and I'm a big fan of his, so 
that I, I definitely enjoyed that. For number three, I picked A History of Violence. I like the fact that it revolved around a family with um, rather unusual um, problems, to say the least. And the main character was a badass. And I like the ending scene where everything's just kind of trying to be normal, but it's not. And I there's something about it I liked. It was like, you know, everybody in the family knows that things are not going to be the same. But they're like, you know we're still a family and we're just going to have this nice meal. And I, I, I just love that ending. I thought it was very well done for number two. I know you're going to disagree with this one, but I picked Videodrome. I thought the plot was unique. I thought the unintentional social commentary was well done and not contrived. And it's got James Woods in it. Can't go wrong with that. And the effects were pretty darn cool. And number one, I had to go with the fly. The, grote- the grotesque body horror really defines David Cronenberg. And for God's sake, is it Jeff Goldblum in it? Like, what else do you really need? We need uh, Jeffrey Combs as the fly. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> he, like, takes too much um, <clears throat> of his um, serum and everything and starts turning into some weird fly hy- hybrid thing. All right. So, are you ready for my top five? Indeed. Number five, I agree. Dead Zone. I like the movie. I like Christopher Walken. I like Stephen King. And I like the TV show that was even inspired by the movie. So, uh, I like it a hell of a lot more than Videodrome. Videodrome does not make my top five. (laughs) So, Dead Zone holding a place at number five. Number four, I also agree. Scanners. We had that neck and neck. Uh, love the movie. Totally worth any top five for David Cronenberg. Michael Ironside makes the movie, and I think it's well supported by the effects. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with The Brood. The Brood is an awesome horror movie. Um, you know, it's an hour and a half long. Um, the acting is phenomenal. Uh, dwarfs and midgets are scary in costume. And there's some really awesome graphic scenes in that movie, especially in the kitchen. I'll leave it with that. Number two, the Fly remake. So I had to go back and forth a few times with my one and two, but um, I think number two, you can still be proud of yourself. You got Jeff Goldblum. You were making a Vincent Price classic, and you don't screw it up. You actually pay a little respect to it, and you do things that kind of make the movie better. Uh, and number one, I'm actually going to pick Rabid. So I, I know it didn't make your top five, and I'm not saying it's David Cronenberg's absolute best movie in the world, but I'm saying it is my favorite Cronenberg movie because I love the 1970s feel. I wish they could bring it back and make more movies like this. I don't need the body horror to give me a good movie, but I loved the storyline. I loved how involved the characters were, and all around, I mean, when the movie was over, I didn't even realize I spent the hour and a half watching it. So it's a good time. Yeah, Rabbit just barely missed my top five, but I happened to watch um, Dead Zone Zone um, recently. I'm like, I I have to put this. I mean, it's it's Christopher Walken for God's sakes, so it, it had to make the list somewhere. Got a question for you? Would your opinion change on Rabbit if she had reached her hand inside there and pulled out a gun? You know, that's an interesting question. I hadn't actually thought about that, but um, 
Pass. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that one for a little bit. All right, cool. So, since it is the end of Cronenberg um, Month, would you like to announce what our next, who our next director will be? Oh, I would love to. So, as Paul and I are taking turns picking directors, even though we fully agree with each other, I had to tell Paul. Let's do another old one. I really like the old ones. And so we dug around for a while, and we agreed our next director showcase is going to feature Roger Corman. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun for anybody, for, like, the three people who don't know who Roger Corman is. Um, this is going to be a very fun month. Yeah, the reason I, I'm really excited for this is because um, he has an insane amount of movies that he's produced but a lot of people aren't familiar with the movies he's directed um i believe his name's on like over 400 movies on production it's something ridiculous but he's only directed like 90 which i'm not a direct well i guess i kind of but you know like to say you've only directed 90 movies dude that's a lot but i'm really excited because the movies that he did throughout his time period just gives me goosebumps. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be able to mix black and white, colorized, just all the good stuff, man. Oh yeah, this is gonna be amazing. So before we end the end the episode, um, Dave, you've been um, you actually just finished um filming your own film. Um, would you like to mention anything about that? Like no real spoilers, but just like um, basic like idea about that or anything. Yeah, everybody dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Plot yeah, twist. sure, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> or do they? No, we uh, we did a 10-hour shoot for a short film called Roulette that I wrote. Uh, we filmed on location, and um, we're in the post-production process. We're going to be spending the next couple of months adding music, you know, of trying to avoid re reshoots <laughs> if we have to, uh, but just really piecing it together and see what we can make out of it. Hopefully, it'll be out by Halloween. Very cool. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of making my own short film. Um, it's um, I've I've started the casting, I've gotten it all written down, I'm um, currently in the process of storyboarding it, and um, hopefully that'll be filmed by the end of June, so, um, yeah, I guess, like, we both have a lot going on, so, but, however, we will continue this show and the other reviews and all that, so, don't worry, fans, this will continue. I will say, though, I'm a little upset, because we're friends, and you still won't let me be the lead actress in your film. You know, it, it's the it's the distance thing. You being in uh, Texas and uh, me being in Pennsylvania, but oh, okay. I, I was gonna say because you know Caesar Romero in the original Batman, they let him just paint over his mustache. I could probably do the same thing for the girl role, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, so Paul, I don't think we actually selected our first Roger Corman movie, did we? We just said we're gonna do Roger Corman. We got excited, and the rest was history. That's true. Um, what Any uh, films in particular you think we should start with? So I was thinking about it before hopping on here, and of course I only had a million movies to consider, and then I also had to think about what we can get our hands on here. I'd say for the first one, we start off with Bucket of Blood, featuring the amazing Dick Miller. Can't go wrong with that. Definitely a good way to start uh, Roger Corman month. Can't think. I yep, Can't think of too many better than that. If you enjoyed this review, you can check out all our other episodes of Director Showcase, along with all our other shows, at our website, bmoviebros.com. 
Keep up to date by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com bmoviebros or follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. You can also follow all of Dave's projects at phantomdarkdave or my personal Twitter at bmovieball. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.